our next guest, uh, which is Swansea singer, songwriter, gorgeous Mal Pope. Born into a family of teachers, he began learning to play the guitar aged just seven. A few, la- few years later, Mal sent a tape of songs to John Peel, who invited him to perform at the BBC, which led to a recording contract with Elton John's label. Mal Pope, a very, very good welcome to Good Morning Sunday this morning. Uh, How are you? Yeah, well, a very good morning to both of you. It's a oh, joy to be with you. Joy good to morning, Mal. It's a joy to have you. How was last night? Swansea last Grand, night was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great the 125th anniversary concert and they asked a lot of us who were there originally to come back um so that was that was great you know, it was a fantastic night uh, and uh, it's lovely to see a theater full again and yes. theater's been through so much you know all theater's been through trouble over the last couple of years but for for about a year or so the the the, the grand theater was a covid testing center well last night it was, it was full packed on the stage and off the stage and it was a again a joy to be there oh i bet you didn't get to sleep very quickly i bet the adrenaline was still up when you came off stage it take you a while to to bring it all back down. Now the thing is, I knew I had to get up early this morning, so I came home, had tea and toast, and then I saw the Rolling Stones in concert on the on the TV. I was watching that as well, and that's the reason. Honestly, Mal, I couldn't switch it off. No, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. There we are. We all love music, don't we? We all love fantastic. Where did your love of music come from then? I think from my um, from my parents, my grandmother, Mavanri. She was four foot tall and five foot wide. She played the pump harmonium in our little gospel hall, uh, and um, you know, in, in in the gospel hall that I was brought up in, people used to sing in four part harmony. It sounds a bit like the Waltons or like a cliche, but on the Sunday morning we didn't have an organist. My grandmother took the morning off, so we used to sing in harmony. And so, you know, we, and we'd sing Sankey's sacred songs and solos. Uncle Dan would be at the front. He'd pitch the hymns, and from a baby, I sort of found my own my own place in that four part harmony. So yeah, my love of music started there but really i suppose once my brother brought his guitar home from spain i was seven i nicked it uh, i listened to his record collection which was simon and garfunkel cat stevens elton john and all of that and, and i was completely hooked and i i started writing my own versions of their songs that's how it started how wonderful it sounds idyllic i mean those four-part harmonies in the gospel hall sound like a thing of incredible beauty there is something deeply spiritual about our music though isn't there whether whether you're a person of faith now or not there's something that connects us with this kind of sense of something bigger than ourselves yeah and the interesting thing is you don't know your own culture do you you can see it in other people i spent quite a lot of time in the deep south and been to black gospel churches in fact i went to a church that was run by the reverend willie morganfield he was muddy waters first cousin wow. and his his church singing sounded like the blues but with you know with the on the um on the, the lighter side of the blues yeah. um and I, and I hadn't really noticed as i was growing up how unique the sound of my church was that those harmonies and it took me you know when you're 16 your parents know nothing by the time you're 21 you can't believe how much they've learned in the last five years <laughs> and it was, a, it was a bit like that with the music I didn't realize how wonderful it was and that training um I hopefully stood me in, I mean I'm still doing four part harmony uh, backing vocal sessions from my little shed even to this day and I I thank my grandmother and my church for that so you so coming through that coming through the church and then what happened at the age of 13 so I sent a tip. In fact, what it was, I used to sing at the sort of like the, the youth, you know, on a Sunday night after youth group, they'd put me on a little chair and they'd say, sing your latest songs, Mal, you know, and I was 12 years old and it was quite nice. And then one of my brother's friends said, you should send your songs to John Peel on Radio 1. And this is completely true. I didn't know who he was because his show started at 10 o'clock. It was past my bedtime. Uh, anyway, I found my dad's tape recorder, recorded five or six songs, sent it off. And, and about six weeks later, I got a letter back from his producer saying, can you ask your dad to get in touch? And that letter changed my life. That's the letter that changed my life i think a totally different direction as so we went up all of us had new suits three of us went my two brothers and myself we all went up to london i met jimmy young um and then spent the afternoon with john peel uh recorded a session 
And, and then the world really did go mad. Um, you know, Elton John signed me to his record label. And it was interesting because there were, uh, you know, you, you have to give all the information, don't you? John Peel's producer said, look, it's a couple of people interested in, in, reco in recording you signing to a record deal. Um, one's a bit fly by night, we think. They're, they're called Virgin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But the other one is Elton. We know Elton. Elton's a good guy. We know all the people involved. And in fact, the reason why my parents... So you can imagine now, my dad's a Sunday school superintendent and a headmaster. My mother's a teacher all her life. And they suddenly get these rock and roll types turning up at the house. Uh, and the only reason that they really let me sign was that Steve Brown from Rocket Records, who was one of Elton's early mentors, uh, his dad was in the Salvation Army. And oh, Steve must be, be all right then. So they thought that there, there is some depth to these people. And it was, and yeah, it was what an amazing... In fact, I look back now and I, it's almost like it happened to somebody else. Oh, wonderful memories. And you mentioned some broadcasting legends there in Jimmy and John. Can I just ask you about Elton's parties? Are you allowed to talk about the parties? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They were what amazing. were they like? Well, I was, I was the, I was like the record company mascot. So I remember we, I went to see him and my brother. We went to the Hammersmith Odeon, and then we went back to this uh, in Covent Garden somewhere. First person I saw was Cat Stevens. He was my, my idol. The guy serving behind the bar was Graham Chapman from Monty Python. He was the barman for the night. <laughs> and so Elton arrived after his gig. You know, it's a wonderful gig, and I've got my autograph book. So Elton took me round to meet everybody and get them to sign my autograph book, like Ringo Starr. He had to wake up Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees because he'd fallen asleep on the cushions. <laughs> Brian Ferry and. Brian Brian Eno, I mean, you know, Brian, Brian Ferry had a gabardine coat on. It was a bit scary. Uh, and I've, but I still got the autograph book, you know. Uh, and and then other things like I used to go and stay. I mean, he's in, he's incredibly generous. I don't think anybody would, would deny that fact. And he's raised so much money for, for, you know, the AIDS charities. But he's just, he's a genuinely lovely lad. You know, he has his moments, don't we all, Jace? Yes, he's Jason Mal. definitely has Thank to Steve a moment. Yeah, you, can tell, that for you now. can tell the Mal and I go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, he, you know, but I, I remember like, so he would, he, he took me training with Watford Football Club. He would, when I'd go and stay with him, he'd get the Sabutio football out and I beat him 3 Did you two. win? Yeah, 3 You two. beat Elton at Sabutio. Yeah, he was much better at me at bar football. He was an expert at bar football. Um, you know, and the record company would do amazing things. Like, I, I remember I was staying there uh, doing some recording. I had the day off. They said, there's going to be a special day tomorrow. There's going to be a cab come and pick you up. So they picked me up. Took me to this big, big house, knocked on the door. And Pete Townsend opened the door. And, and behind him is Keith, Keith Moon. It's their recording studio. They were Incredible. recording Pinball Wizard. Amazing. And they'd got me a little chair just above the piano booth for me to watch Elton re record Pinball Wizard. So uh, there were wonderful... I mean, the first time I recorded with Elton was at Abbey Road. I walked in Friday. I'd spent all day in... Oh, you'd like this. You'd like this, Jace. The week before, Elton had got me tickets to the FA Cup final. Liverpool versus Manchester United. Oh, right. I'd, <laughs> I'd stayed the weekend and then I went back to school for the week. Came back Amazing. on the Friday, nice and early, walked into the studio and there's Eric Morgan. Because oh they were making a charity record with Brian Moore from On the Ball. And, and Delton said, Maldwin, he used to call me, in fact, he used to call me Blodwin. He used to call me Blodwin Pig because he could never remember me. So he said, Maldwin, this is, well, this is Eric Morgan. Well, of course I know it's Eric Morgan. He said, uh, where are you from, boy? And, and uh, I said, well, Mr. Morgan, I'm from Swansea. And he said, me and Ernie did our first gig at the Empire. So that was fun. <laughs> it was, it was, every day would be something completely bizarre and uh, but I was 13, 14, 15 years old and I took it in my stride Amazing Mal It's Good Morning Sunday with the Reverend Kate Potley and me Jason Hammett 8.33 very special guest today someone I've known for years and years and years we worked together on BBC Radio Wales Mal Pope is with a singer-songwriter Mal you have to tell us about Fireman Sam how did that come about? 
I was young. I needed the money. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> well, the thing is, S four C, as you know, um, Jace, uh, Welsh S-ped- language. S pedwar ek. Well, You know that Kate Welsh is developing very quickly. She did Yaith Ardaith on S four C. You know, language on the road, the TV show. She did ever so well. I want to know about Fireman Sam. So we started doing Wales. Wales started making TV programs, but it was hard to sell Welsh language TV programs. It wasn't like the Scandi program now where people are used to subtitles so we'll start making cartoons so the first one i did was super ted uh and after after a big hit with super ted then i did they said can you do a, a car there was a cartoon about a fireman and you do these things and you never think how, they, how far they're gonna go uh but it's, i mean i i get was it twenty eight thousand views on my youtube channel of me singing fireman sam every month <laughs> and people from all around the world you know Amazing. because kids grew up with it and it's but it, i sang it in welsh as well sam tan Mm. Uh, it, so, uh, in some parts of the world where English wasn't quite so popular at various times of the last 40 years, yeah. I, I'm known for singing it in Welsh instead. I think Al Jazeera used to play it in Welsh. So, Amazing. It, it, you know, but... You know, I love the past. I, I, I like to visit it, but I don't want to live there. No. <laughs> and Mike Young developed Super Ted, of course. Did he know which football team you supported? When uh, he gave you the he, gig. Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, the thing is, now then, Jason, you're a bluebird and I'm a swan. <laughs> uh, what this means, Kate, is we love each other like brothers. <laughs> and you know how brothers love each other. You yeah. know how brothers love each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, by the way, Gareth Bale's got a great goal yesterday. Jason thought he's opened his account. Thank for you very much. Yeah. Well, he turned us down, didn't he, to go to Los Angeles, which we're very yeah. happy about. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> let's talk about uh, music because we just played some Olly Murs there, and you know, you were watching the Rolling Stones gig last night when you came in from your gig. I was as well. What do you think about modern music, Mel? I love it. Uh, the thing is, you know, you can get all old fashioned and stuff, but mm. I listen to everything. Um, and uh, the, the great thing is, I'm in my garden shed now. I can make, well, I do make records here that, that do go all around the world. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was harder to do that. You know, my, my dad's Philips tape recorder had <laughs> one tape. Um, so you've got to embrace the technology. And we've all done that, I think, during lockdown. I was listening to, to Nina Perro last, last week, was it? She's talking about yeah. um, Paolo doing uh, her, her lockdown records. We've all done them, but it's, it's opened up new ways of making records. So all my band, and we've been together since we were teenagers they've all got their own studios so we just some of them used to email their performances in sometimes anyway jace but this time they do it for real you know and it's a it's a real joy to make music because i'm quite excited to find out what they will add to a song that i've written in my garden shed yes of course um, of course we're big fans here on good morning sunday we play a lot of your records and i have to say you. you know they're absolutely terrific and and what's the story behind the border well, actually, it was inspired by, again, somebody that we both know, Beverly Humphreys, the lovely Beverly oh, Humphreys, as I, I always call her. So Beverly is, is this remarkable character. She's an opera singer. She's a radio presenter. Her, her, her strapline for her radio program is, bring your dreams. Um, and you wouldn't expect her to have a, a different life. Uh, she's, she looks after the homeless. She works in a food bank. And she's the trusted adult for five uh, boys who crossed the Atlantic as children, unaccompanied adults, as they were called, unaccompanied children. And she was telling me the story about about all of them, really, how, how difficult it had been and the struggles just to adapt. But they've all gone to be productive lives. They're in the university or they're, they're working. And I had a song and it was... And you know that story about um, Paul McCartney? You know, for ages, yesterday was just... It was called Scrambled Eggs. Because <laughs> when you write a song, you just sort of like sing anything. And I had these words, water, water, water... 
and then I heard the story. So in fact, the story is about really about these lads crossing crossing the border. But you know, we've been crossing borders all our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a Welsh saying, uh, "Don't be a wall, be a bridge." You know, he would be, he he would be a leader. Let him be a bridge. And in many ways, you know, we've we're all immigrants. I'm an immigrant. My my first name's Maldwin, but my surname is Pope. That's the Welsh and the English mixing together. Mm -hmm. And um, but the, the song sounds a little bit more Tex-Mex. You know, sometimes it's easier to cross a border against the Rio Grande than maybe one closer to home. And in fact. On the record, one of the lads, one of Beverly's boys, as she calls them, Tess Fallon, reads verses from the Bible about how you should treat strangers in Tigrea. Um, so I just wanted to put all those things together. You know, I've, in the time that I've got left, I've been doing this a very, very long time, but in the time I've got left, and I was talking to my mum. My mum sadly just passed away two weeks so ago, sorry. and I was telling her about this, that I got, you know, mum, I've been doing this for such a long time, you know. And she said to me, we are immortal until our work is done. And that's really struck home with me. Obviously, my mum's work is done mm. now, but I still feel there is something I'm supposed to do and I haven't quite done it yet. And I hope these songs are a part of that journey to, to, to get me to where I, you know, my, my idol was a guy called Moses. Moses, you know, he, he did a lot when he was a teenager and then he worked for 60 years with a sheep. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, preparing for his big job when he was 80. Now, I'm not quite there yet, Kate, <laughs> but it's not that far off. It's not that far off. Yeah, so I hope these songs actually make a difference to people as they, as they hear them. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us this morning and we're thinking of you and your gorgeous mum and remembering her. Um, we're going to play The Border now. Uh, will you come back again and talk to us again soon? Oh, I, I would love We'd to. We'd love it's been, that. It's been a joy. Oh, it's been I a delight. joy. Have a wonderful day. Hoi, Lamatro. Is that right? Yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> Very good. Bye, <laughs>